Welcome everyone to another edition of the State of Morales podcast. Prep baseball, prep lacrosse continue their winning ways, and you can watch all of their action on D1 Media Pro. They are the number one live stream in the state of New Jersey for high school sports. We're getting closer and closer to the postseason. Couple teams starting off this week, so the only way. To watch prep baseball, prep lacrosse, as they get to the playoffs, is to watch on the NFHS Network. So, be sure to subscribe today and get your daily dose of prep rotor action for just $10.99 a month. Or right now, you go on the website, there's a discounted rate for $69.99 a year. So, sign up today by going on to NFHSnetwork.com and creating your account. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss all of the results across the program, including the baseball, golf, and tennis team's perfect week, and the track team bringing home another trophy back to Grant and Warren as they would win the Jersey City Championships. Speaking of the postseason, the playoffs, we'll also be discussing the volleyball team's bracket as they finished off their regular season this week. Kevin Connolly of the class of 2016 will come on this week's Day of the Mars Hotline to give us his thoughts on another big week for the baseball team. Lastly, we're going to reveal who you voted for as this week's Marauder Player of the Week. And we're going to reveal who this week's nominees are going to be. We can always be found on any of your listening devices, on Apple, on Spotify, on Anchor, on Google Podcasts, you name it, we are there. So be sure to search State of the Marauders or follow us on our social media profile at SOT Marauders to see all of our exclusive Marauder content. As always, I am your host, Renato Rodriguez, and before we talk about the week in Marana Land, be sure to follow me on social media at SPP for all of my day-to-day updates and to see which games I'll be covering on a particular day. So, without further ado, let's talk about what happened this week. So we're going to start off with the bad news. Whenever I get good news or bad news, I always like to start with the bad news. The bad news of the week comes in from the volleyball team. They have arguably their toughest week of the season. They lost all of their eight matchups scheduled, including three top 20 opponents, Bayonne, Carney, and Scotch Plains Framework. They lost in their quad against... Three more top 20 opponents in Fairlawn, St. Joe's, Metuchet, and Hillsboro. And then the shocker of them all, they would lose in their try matchup against West Windsor, Plainsboro North, and South. Two teams neither ranked in the top 20 at 500 below record-wise. And usually I would mention, you know, all the stats from the games. But... With this being eight losses, like I'm not gonna spend any more time than I have to to talk about the team this week. You know, they're seven and fourteen right now. 
And as somebody who's watched the program for a long time now, it's a, it's a big disappointment in the program. You know, defending Hudson County champions, defending North 2 sectional champions. 18A record last year. And it, it, it's been a, a, a myriad of things that, that have gone wrong for the team this season. You know, they had injuries, tough schedule coming in. They lost their star seniors from last year. But this volleyball team has been inconsistent from the get-go. And prime examples of their inconsistencies are shown from their first game against Bayonne at the Barn early in the season. Their second game against Carney this week, which is at the Barn, in which both games had the Marauders having a big lead. And the third and final set, and not being able to close the door. In the case of the three set loss to North Bergen, and both the losses in the triad, you you've let three teams with worse records in them allow the opposition to give momentum and defeat. So it's 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 very very tough to see. the direction of the program moving forward. Because you go from 18-8 to 7-14, that's a big step back. A lot of things went wrong. But they still got county. So before we talk about the county bracket, let's hear now from fellow volleyball alum, Jay Post of the class of 2020, to give us his thoughts on the state of the team at the moment from his perspective. So Jay... Take it away. It's quite difficult to, to call the week that St. Peter's Prep Volleyball had anything but horrible. When you, I mean, the record speaks for itself. You know, they, they, you know, losing games happens, but to lose not one, not two, not three, but four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, that nine games in a week is, it's impressively bad, frankly, for how decent the team had been beforehand, but also just in general. You know, it, it was. Outright, and you know, you look at the the you know the the score lines for some of these, you know, and only three of those granted against Bayonne and Carney. Two of those against were against Bayonne and Carney, the two of their most important opponents. They even took a set. So there there were losses in that stretch that like they should have won. The, the Carney game, for instance, was a game that St. Peter's had was up by six late, and then you you got to close out situations like that in set three, and they just didn't. You know, it's a team that's that's showing to be fragile um, in terms of when teams take a lead, they're they're prone to take runs on. And they're just kind of they're they're snowballing out of contention right now. They, they can't qualify for states anymore, I don't believe. And really, it's just a it's just a brutal stretch for them. You know, losses to West Winsboro, West Windsor, Plainsboro, uh, South and North. These are not teams that St. Peter's officially competes against, much less you know loses to. So it's it's a rough stretch by any stretch of imagination. And really, you know, they only have the counties now to rectify it. So you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a difficult task for this team. You know, they they have now have to play. You know, the county tournament, knowing that states are not something they can achieve, that that's gone. You can defend your county title, make it three straight county titles in a row. But now they have to face number one seed in Harrison. And, you know, they're going to have to, if they win that game, you know, and that, that's going to be quite the uphill battle itself. And if they win that game, they're going to have to, you know, play uh, Carney and Bayonne, who collectively they are 0-4 against. So they're now fighting an uphill battle to, you know, of by no means are they the favorites. And I'm not even sure they're the, you know, the fourth favorite at this point to win the tournament. So... I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a rough. It, it was a rough week, and it might be uh, a rough end of the season. But 
like it's, you know, like you said, as long as the to- county tournament bracket is there, they still have time to write the ship. It's just rapidly losing time to do so. Thank you to Jay for that. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, they still have a chance to defend the Kennedy crown. So now all's lost yet. They're going to take on the winner of fifth-seeded Schneider and the winner of number 12 Hoboken and number 13 Hudson Catholic at the barn on Wednesday, 4.30 p.m. start. I'll be covering that matchup on Twitter. And there's going to be a live stream on YouTube as well. So, again, follow me at SVP for all of that. The Marauders are the fourth seed in the tournament. If they win this matchup, they would take on the winner between number one Harrison and number eight Union City and number nine, I think it's in the, in the quarterfinals. So that would be the semifinal matchup. That would most likely be on the road on Thursday. Most likely Harrison will win that matchup. So it's going to be a tough road, but the Marauders could get revenge on teams that they have beat and they lost to earlier in the season. You know, they lost to Harrison in the beginning of the season, lost to Bayonne both times, lost to Harrison, as you mentioned. We, they also lost to Carney both times as well. So, again, stay tuned for all of the county playoff updates by following them on Instagram at SPPVball. Okay, so now I want to go into the good news of the week. The tennis team had two county wins this week. They defeated both Schneider and North Bergen only lost one game, which was to North Bergen. They would defeat Schneider 5-0. Anthony Morthy won 6-0-6-0. Andrew Lee won 6-0-6-1. Enzo Fiore, who has been the main contributor now at third singles in the second half of the season. He's won 6-0-6-0. Jeremy Camber and Gino, that, that duo won 6-0-6-0. And then the other duo of Christy Ambrosio and Eric Saunders would win 6-0-6-3. Against North Bergen, we mentioned they lost one game. They lost in first singles, but they would win 4-1 as Andrew Lee would win 6-2-6-3. Enzo Fiore again, great contributions, winning 6-1-6-3. First doubles, Patrick Grew and Emma Wilson. Won 6-0-6-0. And in second doubles, Jack Brousseau and Jeremy Camber won by forfeit. So they are now 8-3 on the season. They have two more games in the regular season before starting the county tournament play on Wednesday, which they take on McNair and Cena Hall Prep both on the road. We do not have the seating for the counties yet, but when we do, make sure you tune in on Instagram. At SPP Tennis for a full bracket and all of the updates. The golf team also had two victories to end their regular season in style over Don Bosco and St. Joe's Montvale. They would defeat Bosco 164 to 168. Garrick Shannon and Michael Cangiano, both with a plus three with a score of 39. Jack St. Ledger with a score of 42. Zach Mendoza with a score of 44, and Santo Petroselli with a score of 45. And the win over St. Joe's, 164-169, Jack St. Ledger with a plus two to get first overall against the Murders winning first place in both events. In second, Garrick Shannon, great week for the senior, scored a 38 with a plus three. 
Zach Mendoza with a score plus nine, and Liam Richardson and Kellen Gomes end up in seventh with a score a plus ten. So they end their season just like tennis is right now with a record of eight and three. They compete this week and the NJSAA non-public sectional tournament on Tuesday at Francis Byrne Golf Club in West Orange. So follow them on Twitter at SPP underscore golf for all the updates at the non-public sectional tournament this week. The track team, of course, they, they, they keep winning trophies and bring them back to Grand Warren. They want another one. They had an overall team win in the Jersey City Championships. And we got a lot of events to cover, so bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. But ND Varsity 100-meter dash, Sam Slade ended up second place at a time of 11.60, with Zion Fowler ending up in third. Cam Richardson won the JV 100-meter dash at a time of 11.79, with Xavier Mack ending up second, and Isaiah Giles ending up in fourth. In the freshman 100-meter dash, Jalen Klein and Alex Perez will end up 1-2. Jalen would win the event at 11.95, and Andres would end up in second with a time of 12.10. Cam Schenk would win the 200-meter dash at a time of 23.95. And again, another 1-2 event for the Marauders as Del Lindsay will end up in second at a time of 24.28. And the freshman 200-meter dash, Andres Perez would win it at a time of 24-24. In varsity 400-meter dash, Del Lindsay ends up third at a time of 32-43. And Eddie DeBella ends up in fifth. And the freshman 400-meter dash, Jason Peterson would end up fourth at a time of 1 minute and 84 milliseconds. In a varsity 800 meter run, Brandon Schimmel will end up second at a time of 203.55. In the JV 800 meter one, Luigi Lanzalotti would win the event at a time of 215.44, with Josh Terriello in third, Aiden Wiseman in fourth, and Marcelo Garcia in fifth. In the freshman 800 meter run, Jason Peterson would win the event at a time of 213.60. And Lucas Hernandez would end up in fifth. In the varsity 600-meter run, Jason Peterson would win the event at a time of 213.60. And Lucas Hernandez would end up in fifth as well. In the varsity 1600-meter run, Alex Schimmel would win it at 439.19. Danny Kramer right behind him at second with a time of 446.73. And Saran Moran would end up in fourth. In the freshman 1600 meter run, Lucas Hernandez would end up third at a time of 521.13. And Daniel Nemeth Sherdai would end up fifth as well. In the varsity 3200 meter run, Brandon Shema would win it at a time of 943.60, with Saran Moran ending up third. In the JV 3,200-meter run, Alec Giatina would win it at a time of 11.07.50. In the freshman 3,200-meter run, Lucas Hernandez ends up second place at a time of 11.03.60, with Daniel Nemeth ended up fourth place. 
In the varsity 110 meter hurdles, Chad Trammell will win it at a time of 1670. Corey Greenfield ends up fourth, and Noah Wallingham ends up in fifth. In the varsity 400 meter hurdles, Corey Greenfield will end up second at a time of 1 minute 20 milliseconds, with Noah Wallingham in third at a time of 101.30. In the freshman 400 meter hurdles, Jason Pearson got second at a time of 108.50. In the varsity long jump, Landers Green ends up fifth place with a score of 19.5. In the freshman long jump, Andres Perez would win it at a score of 19.25, with Ibram Bashai ending up in fourth place. In the JV Discus, Cooper Lafon will win it at a score of 101.8, with Brendan Montemayor ending up in third. Josh Carwood will win the freshman Discus event with a score of 96.4, with Matt Zapata in second. Luca Herrera in third, and Jaden Lucas of Forest Hill Marauders cleaning up one to four in the discus category for freshmen. In the varsity javelin, the Marauders go one, two, three with Nick Chappella winning it at 125.9, Eric Perez in second, and Jaden Lambert in third. In the freshman javelin event, Jaden Lucas will win it with a score of 79.4. Luca Herrera ends up in third place. And Josh Coward ends up in fourth. In the varsity shopper, Nick Powell will win it with a score of 48.5, with Cooper Lafon in fourth and Mason Simmons in fifth. And the JV shopper, Brandon Montemayor, will win it with a score of 37.11. And lastly, in the freshman shopper, Josh Coward would win it with a score of 46. And Luca Herrera, Matt Zapato end up second and third in that category as well. So for the final scores for this event, the varsity would win it 140 to 122 over Schneider. And the freshman will win it single-handedly 162 over 67 to Hudson Catholic. So round of applause to all the track guys out there. Great job. They're not going to have two more events this week as they compete in the South Hudson Championships on Tuesday. And then over the weekend, they'll compete in the Lock Games at White Plains High School up in New York. So follow them on both Twitter and Instagram at SPP underscore XCTF for all of the updates. The crew team had a meet in Philadelphia, the city championships down there. But due to the rain over the weekend, that was canceled. So they competed in a scrimmage down in Camden against Montclair, Morristown, and CBA. Three boats got second place, which was the Threshing Boat, Second Varsity Boat, and the JD8 Boat. So congratulations to those guys. They are off this week. They'll get ready for the Stotesbury Cup in two weeks. And then get ready by competing in the Ergathon at prep this week. More details should follow, but make sure you are following them at Mortar Rowing on Instagram for all of the updates. And the lacrosse team had two games scheduled, but they only competed in one, and it was against Oratory Prep at home. They would win 13-7, and they now advance to 5-6 and six on the season. Brian Kelly had six points in the game, four goals, two assists. J.D. Farkas and Jude Sargent with five points with three goals and two assists. John Kearns with two goals, Finn Price with a goal and assist, Anil Ward with six ground balls, 
Dane Barnes with five, and Henry Walker with nine saves. So, since they lost another game, they're looking to make up the game they would have lost for senior night. So, that's going to happen most likely this week. Again, we don't have an opponent scheduled for senior night. But, again, follow the team on Instagram at SPPrepLacrosse for that update. But, we do know they have the last regular season game against Livingston on the road. That game will be a Thursday. And D1 Media Pro will have the coverage of that one with fellow Livingston junior Ryan Lowry, good friend of mine from his work with D1 Media Pro. He's done a couple of the prep games as well. He'll be on the call on that. He'll be on the call for that one. So tune in, and let's see if lacrosse will make a run for the postseason. Lastly, the baseball team has made it 10 wins in a row with a three-win victory this week. They'd win 5-2 against North Herndon, in which the Marotta offense came up with five runs in the fifth inning. Joe Haynes went 2-3 with a double and two RBIs. Ryan Rapinski won for three with an RBI. And Matt Corwin, not only did he hit one for two with a walk, he also was on the mound, and he dealt a complete game. Four hits, two runs, only one earned with eight strikeouts. So tremendous performance out of those guys. They'd go compete at Lincoln Park against Hudson Catholic. RJ Fiore was sensational in that one. He was two for three, two RBIs. Got the, the time run out at home in the fifth inning on a great throw. And also had three stolen bases in the contest as well. Ulysses Ferraz went two for three. Maskopkowski started that game. He went six innings, seven hits, two runs, six strikeouts. And then Ryan Rapinski with the save as he closed out seventh with a hit and two strikeouts. And then he would he would follow that by going to the roof in Union City and throwing a six-inning, four-hit, one-run, 14-strikeout performance against the Sony Eagles as the Marlins would win that one, three-to-one. He also went one for three with an RBI. So Ryan Rapinski easily going to be one of the players of the week. Had a sh- tremendous performance in all three games. Nick Rappa will come on relief for the save. He'd have three strikeouts to retire the side. Joe Haynes, one for three with an RBI. And Isaiah Ruiz, one for two with an RBI as well. It was another big week for the Marauders. And Kevin Connolly of the class of 2016 comes on this week's edition of the State of the Marauders Hotline to give us his thoughts on the big week again and what is to come this upcoming week. So, Kevin, take it away, buddy. Welcome to the State of the Marauders Hotline, sponsored by the Torna Bennett Group. They provide leadership solutions for nonprofit organizations, professional fundraising, interim executives, and strategic marketing. They also provide sales, fundraising, and executive solutions for New Jersey businesses. For more information, call 201-932-0100 today. That's 201-932-0100. 
Renato, another outstanding week for this prep baseball team. Cut a little bit short because of the rain we had over the weekend, but a 3-0 week. Uh, games were a little perhaps too close for comfort. 5-2 over North Hunterdon, 4-2 over Hudson Catholic, and 3-1 over Union City. But they were supposed to have five games this week, but with the rain ended up only having three with those Don Bosco and Bergen Catholic games getting rained out. Now you go in the home stretch in the final week of the regular season, you get four games uh, two of them at home, two of them on the road. Uh, you get North Bergen at home on Monday, and then your senior night on Wednesday uh, against Kearney, two county foes, your last two regular season county games of the year, and then still two more non-conference matchups on the road to close out the year against Ramapo in a big game at Ramapo College, so prep playing on that big stage on Tuesday. And then on uh, on Friday, you go down to St. Joe's Metuchen, uh, one of the best teams in the state, and you face them on the road, which... Prep was really going to have that litmus test against Don Bosco and Bergen Catholic at home this weekend, which didn't happen. So um, you get that litmus test before uh, the county and state playoffs begin on Friday to close out the regular season. So um, they've won 10 in a row. Uh, I would assume that they might push that to 13 um, against North Bergen, Ramapo, and Kearney. And then we'll see how hot they can get against St. Joe's Metuchen to end out the year. So uh, another great week, 10 wins in a row. And we'll see how this team continues uh, in the final week of the regular season. Thank you, Kevin, for coming on again. And as he mentioned, we got the final week of the regular season before the Hudson County League Tournament starts on Saturday. Got a couple big matchups. They host North Bergen on Monday. They head up to Rampo on Tuesday. Then senior night on Wednesday against Kearney, which I might be doing a doubleheader because that game will be at 7 p.m. on D1 Media Pro. And then they go on the road Thursday. Big matchup against number eight. St. Joe's Metuchen. So all these games can be seen on the SHS Network, on Dior Media Pro. So again, you got to subscribe, ladies and gentlemen. got to subscribe to watch the baseball team in action. And make sure to follow them on Twitter at SPP Baseball and also on Instagram, which newly made account, by the way, at SPP underscore baseball Instagram. For all other updates. So, that's going to do it for all the updates this week. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to announce the winner of last week's Aurora Player of the Week Award. So, as a reminder, here are the five nominees. We have, from baseball, Nick Rappa. From lacrosse, J.D. Farkas. From golf, Jack St. Ledger. From volleyball, Joe Paris. And from baseball as well, Matt Corbin. So, let's get a drum roll, please. And the winner was a tight race. With 54% vote only. But this guy won. This junior from the baseball team, Matt Corwin. Congratulations to Matt for winning this week's award. And after the slow start he's had offensively, you know, with pitching as well, he is now second on the team in RBIs with 18 on the season. I also just want to thank everyone who voted. We had over 12,000 votes. Keep voting every week, ladies and gentlemen. It's been, it's been a blast. 
that these are going to play the week awards. So now, it's time to nominate another five nominees this week. So here are these five nominees. Okay, from baseball, we have the big guy, the senior, Ryan Rapinski. From track, this guy had a tremendous performance at the Jersey Championships. Give a shout-out to Andres Perez. From tennis, this guy has been sensational ever since he came into the lineup as the third singles. Enzo Fiori. From across, this guy had a six-point effort against Oratory Prep. Brian Kelly. And then, again, a great performance on the golf courses this week. Ends up third place in one, second place in the other. Garrick Shin. So... Be sure you are following our profile at SFT Murders. Can't emphasize that enough to vote for this week's Player of the Week. And as a reminder, as always, right, you have until Saturday, May 14th at 11.59 p.m. to get all your votes in. And stay tuned for next week's podcast to see who you decided to be the winner. Well, that's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to everyone for tuning into this week's episode. Continue to spread the word of the State of Marauders podcast by sharing our social media profile at SOT Marauders to everyone you know, and continue to check them out for all of the latest updates. Again, time of action this week as we get closer and closer to the playoffs. So be sure to check out all the updates on Twitter and Instagram to see how your Marauders are doing. We hope to see you all next week, and as always, let's go prep. Hey, this is Senior Baseball Captain Jack O'Donnell, and you're listening to the State of the Marauders podcast, sponsored by D1 Media Pro, the number one live stream in the state of New Jersey for high school sports.